podcast me adam hunter here with greg romero wilson one of the funniest people how are you feeling greg what's going on i feel good you know last week was kind of the first week that i really began to feel like myself again and luckily that trend uh has continued so we're having another good week so far it's tuesday i don't want to get out of myself but i feel pretty good look forward to getting back to life a little bit are you back in la or are you still in texas uh i wasn't in texas i've been in la this entire time oh because people said you went to texas what yeah, because people told me that like uh, that after you had a, you had the heart attack, you went to Texas to go home for a little bit. Like to, no, uh, who's like, telling? Who's saying? Somebody at the I haha told me that I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I was somebody at the haha said you were back in Texas. So I was like, oh, yeah, all know. right. Yeah, apparently, they know more than I do. I didn't. I had no idea. Uh, have, uh, you, have you left the house yet or no? Um. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit in terms of like just going, you know, to the grocery store, you know, just to get out of the house. That's about it in terms of doing anything like we went and took a, a walk on the, you know, uh, on the on the boardwalk down to the beach this weekend. Again, anything I've done has been just to get out of the house because I get yeah. I'm going stir crazy, but I haven't really gone and done anything. We went to the movies, went to see that Nick Cage movie. That was fun. So, oh, I heard that was great. Yeah, no, it's super funny. That's a super funny movie. It's like you realize they make the movie that they're talking about while they're doing the movie. Like it's all very meta and very funny. It's, it's, it's funny because the guy that wrote it and produced it was the same guy that created ghosted, which is the show of course that I did with Craig Robinson. So, um, so it was pretty cool just to see because the story behind that was not the best story. Uh, Tom Gormican, uh, they had, he was the creator of the show and then they just the show wasn't doing great and it was super expensive. And so they decided to kind of kind of uh, pivot the show. And to do that, they basically forced him out, brought in the showrunner from the office. And that was when they hired me, oh, <laughs> you know, God. because they were kind of changing the dynamic of the show. So unfortunately, I never got to work with the guy, uh, but I was on one of his shows. So um you know, I don't think he was probably would be too excited to, to meet I'm sure, me. I'm sure he knows nothing to do with you, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was in shows and I had watched in uh, I did Nate Jackson's Super Funny Comedy Club. Nate yeah, Jackson. how was that? That looks cool. It was great, man. Nate Jackson's, you know, a guy is a funny comic. He's been around forever. Uh, yep. he's, he's, you know, a solid comic. He was a big college comic for a while. He was on Wild Out. And he's from Tacoma and he just opened up his own comedy club calling That's it great. Nate Jackson's Super Funny Comedy Club. And it's like it was connected to the Holiday Inn, which is great because I stayed at the Holiday Inn. So I didn't have to like leave. Um, right. You just go right down, do the show, go right back up. Yeah. yeah. It, was a nice, it was a nice hotel. I'll definitely, you know, uh, it was hard because last Thursday I did the Hollywood Improv and uh, and my, 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 my cat, the one that loves you, Frankie, the gray one that's always on here, yeah. the white one. He was like, he's got a lot skinnier. And I just, you know, we, we changed his diet. We took him in. He said he had like ringworm in like the fall and. And he started breathing through his like like something was off. So my wife took him to the vet while I was at the at the at, at the comedy club, and they were like, they said he has two collapsed lungs, and this cat is has doesn't have many days left. And by the time I got off stage, they were like, you have to get here now because this cat's. So I raced to the vet, and the cat died in my arms. Uh, it was it was I mean it was dead, but it was like I was holding a, like. It was fucking horrible, dude. Like, I mean, I was leaking as far as was like a faucet crying. It was like it was the worst because. Wait a minute. I, so you I, flew home from Portland? No, no, no. The improv. I should have shown like the Hollywood improv Thursday night. Oh, OK. I flew to Portland Friday or not Portland. I'm in Se Se Seattle. But just that whole night was like I didn't see this coming at all. I knew he I knew he was sick. I didn't realize how sick he was. 
And yeah. uh, I had the cat for 13 years, the friendliest cat ever. I mean, not this cat never met anyone he didn't like. He was like, yeah. come to his bury his head in you. I mean, you could not have got a friendlier cat. It was to the point, and they, so that was, you know, so then I had to fly Friday. I was like shook all day Friday, obviously, and didn't want to want to leave my house. Didn't want to want to leave the, the hotel. So that was, and the crowds were good. It was nice to actually just talk to somebody because I was so, you know, fucked up over it. But like one lady was like on her phone the whole time, and I'm like, uh, is, are you okay? You know, like are you? He's not coming. Like first I was like, you know, the coke's on its way, whatever it was, and then. She's like, I'm talking to my kid. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it was like 25 minutes. She's been te- like texting in the front. Yeah, row. yeah. So I was like, is there an Amber alert for your kid? Right? And she looks up. She's like, don't you talk shit about my, about my child. And I'm just like, oh God. Like, Here just, we go. just get this up and go great. to the bar and, yeah. and, and do this. So then like, I'm trying to make it funny because I don't want to make talk about her. She's obviously mad, but I'm like, oh, is this, is this, is this your date? And there was like this huge black dude. This is a white woman. And he, she's like, no. I'm like, sir, uh, it's time to pay half. Like, so then he was like, good looking out. So that, like, thank like that was cool. And then she was laughing. And then she gave me a standing ovation. It was just like, what was it? One of those like crazy, uh, but that was, and then people just started like talking to me while I was on stage. Like people were just, they would come and just start talking. Like literally just like telling me about their, a one lady couldn't I will her. say though, I, I, on the one hand, you want to be like, this is where we're at now, you know? But on the other hand, this is where you've always been at. There's something about you. I don't know what it is, It's but they just feel like they can, like they can just start talking to you. I don't know. I don't, I don't get that nearly as often as you've oh. gotten it in your career. Maybe I don't do as many road shows as you and that's what it is, but I don't seem to run into that when I'm on the road. Nearly, I've been hearing this from you for years. Oh, people, I'm like, you guys have nobody to talk to. And you're like, oh, oh, there's a comic in town. I'll just go talk to him. I mean, one lady sat in the front. She kept saying, what? What? She's like, I have bad hearing. And I had to explain the joke to her, like after doing the joke. And then she's like, why is that funny? And I had, to, and then I had people in the crowd telling her why the joke was funny, like during the show. So this was, <laughs> but people were dying laughing at that. So that was, that was cool. Um, and then uh, I don't, where's McCorkle, man? I, I don't know where Sean is. I think you just said something about 10 oh, minutes or something. 10 minutes. Yeah. And Don Fryer like goes to this. I don't know what happened to Don Fry anymore. I hope he's okay. He is. He's doing his podcast. So he, he, he is. Oh, okay. well, then he is fine. So he is just going to see us. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Dude, one lady in the front was like, this is hilarious. Why aren't people laughing? And then she starts around. She goes, why are you guys? La-? I'm like, it's okay. I don't need that compliment. Thank you. Uh, as long as you're mm. laughing, it's okay. I don't need everybody. Yeah, but- that's not helping. That's like when your family members try and over laugh. Like, ha, 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 ha. Like, it's okay. They, uh, don't try to. Make oh, it dude, better. You make it. Worse. You make it worse. You make it worse. When you try to make it better, you make it worse. Or they go. I thought you were funny after the show. Oh, I was laughing. Thank you. Oh and yeah, exactly. Like, like okay, ever right. gonna. Have... So anyway, uh, we'll talk. Uh, we have a lot to cover today. There was a lot of fights over the weekend, as well as uh, more fights in the Johnny Depp trial. We got to cover that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching that. Did you watch the fights? Uh, you, you, you'll see uh, Jessica Andrade versus. Uh, I did. I watched the main card. Fastest main card in the history of MMA. You know, oh, what? every fight but one ended in the first round. I got to give Andrade credit though, because it was one of those things where she just like got sick of getting punched in the face. When yeah. obviously plan A wasn't working, and yeah. he just said, "Okay, all right," and then just bum rushed her and arm triangled. And that's how strong she is. But a lot of times you see fighters where plan A doesn't work, and they just they, they can't accept plan A's not working. So yeah. they, just, they lose a fight that they should have went to wrestling or they should have went to jiu-jitsu. But this girl was like, fuck that. I'm getting lit up on the, on the feet and just rushed her. And, uh, you know, and, and I like wanted, there were jokes I wanted to make. Like people like, are you worried about getting canceled or something? Well, you have to have, you know, something to get canceled from number one. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to make the joke like winner gets top. Cause it seemed like they were both, uh, might've been lesbians, but I'm like, my, uh, my, I think, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. <laughs> I love that you have to let, leave that window open just for some, for somebody. And by, by the way, for the sake of nobody involved in this, not you, not the two people involved, but for somebody else who just wants to be upset, like how oh, you don't know, you don't yeah. know for sure. You're just like, okay, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb. And oh, the funny part is that even like with Elon Musk buying Twitter now. People yeah. Are like, oh, this is great because now free speech. I'm like, 
Yeah, now you just, more people are going to get canceled. You, you, you do realize now <laughs> that now everybody's just going to say the most fucked up shit and you're going to get canceled even faster. Like Elon Musk. Yeah, this is God. one of those things where he thinks it's, you know, he just bought himself a bunch of problems. But like, you don't get paid by Twitter. Yeah, you're still going to be, you can still say whatever you want. You're just yeah. going to get canceled even faster. Because now oh, you and listen, and, and anybody who doesn't get what they want, they're all going to attack fucking him. Like, dude, do something about it. And so he really just bought. I think he sells it within a year. I don't think he, I think he doesn't realize the trap he walked into. I think they were like, thank you. We will take that $54 a share. This problem is all yours. Yeah. Please. I mean, you enjoy these people fucking giving each other death threats and you deciding who gets to stay, who gets to go. Go ahead. He thinks he could just open the barn doors and everyone else. And this is what happens anytime they think something can self regulate. You yeah. realize that the only thing that happens is everybody gets fucked. Well, he's pretty funny, though. Like, he goes, who wants to lose their boner and post a picture of Bill Gates? <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> like, this is the guy buying Twitter. Yeah, wait until all the comments are like, hey, you need to be addressing this. Why aren't you doing something about that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, yeah, I'm right. trying to make That's- a joke about Bill Gates. You, don't worry. He's going to become the complaint department now. Oh, yeah. That's what he doesn't realize. Um, as far as uh, other fights that went on, uh, I thought that, uh, you know, Venata, man, it was crazy. Like, Venata lost quickly. Uh, yeah, but he was winning up until that moment. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he then afterwards called out, uh, what's his name? He called out the, um, call, what do you call that? That Brazilian like, kickboxer guy who's like amazing, uh, who does those wheel kicks. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that guy's name? I forget. I know you're talking about ponytail, right? No, not the, no, not him. The, he called out the guy that just uh, lost that lost to Bryce Mitchell. Um, uh, Sean, what's that guy's name? The, the guy that does all those crazy spinning wheel kicks. Um, he called uh, him Rodriguez. No, uh, you know what I'm talking about. He the guy he loses on his he loses to wrestling a lot, but he's really good. Um, anyway, he called he him out. Punk? What? But he did it. In he like the most, but he did it in like the most Canadian way possible of like. Look, uh, this guy's a great fighter. Uh, I know I'm going to get shit for this, but I would like to call you. Out. <laughs> it was the most polite <laughs> call out in the history of call outs. Like Canadians just like are just the most even when like GSP. Right. Like I'm not impressed with your performance. It was just so polite. Like the Canadians just are not they're not good at shit talkers, but and they're just nicer people like even comedy crowds. They don't heckle. They just they, they laugh. They don't get offended. Canadians are just happier people. It's like, I don't know. I, I, Usually, I did get attacked by a Canadian comedian one time. Did you really? Yeah. He, we went up there to do the Calgary Comedy Festival. And our first night there, we go to do the show that we were, we were booked on. We we're supposed to do this show. And I guess whoever the headliner of the show was didn't want to wait till the end. So he decides to go up in, in the middle. So he's like, yeah, he's supposed to, but here he is anyway. So he goes up, has a very good set. I don't even remember who it was, but he has a good set. And then I guess the next guy after him didn't do very well and couldn't follow him. And then, so the host gets up there and he goes, look, you know, no one can follow that guy. That's why he was the closer. So I'm just going to end the show early. Oh, and I was like, no, you don't. I didn't come all the way from New York yeah. to sit here for you to end the show. So I walked on stage and I grabbed the mic from him and was like, don't worry, I'll take it from here. Wow. And then I started, I finished the show. I, I did my set, crushed. And then I brought up Dustin Chaffin, because those are Dustin and uh, Josh Wade. And I brought up Dustin and then Dustin brought up Josh and we did our sets. And then afterwards, the guy was just losing his fucking mind. And he was like, you can't fucking do that. I said, you can't fucking do that, asshole. We came all the way from fucking New York just for you to end the show because you don't think anybody can follow that guy he can't follow me motherfucker so that he was just losing his shit and trying to attack me and all this it was fucking it was that for that, that well when i say Canadian, I don't even, calgary is different calgary is like they say like it's like texas times 30 yeah they, yeah they say they're more texas than texas and as someone who grew up in texas that's not true they shut down so. the whole the whole city though i mean for, for uh the whole province to have rodeo festival like like yeah. months with nothing but rodeo so i don't know if i uh calgary there but yeah and the guy i'm thinking about edson barboza is who i'm thinking about that's the guy oh name. right 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 yeah uh, he, he called out barboza did you watch the fight over the weekend sean 
No, I wish I did. Actually, I don't wish I did, but no, I didn't. So, all right. So we'll uh, we'll give you a recap of what happened. Um, Somebody sent a link to the Tyson Fury fight. I didn't realize it was taking place during the day, so I got all excited to watch it that night, and then I was like, "Oh, it's over!" Like at eight o'clock. Right? <laughs> yeah, that happened a lot. Uh, um, but yeah, all so, right. Those links never work once the main fight starts. Billions of people are trying to get on them, and they always get jammed up anyway. All right. Well, so so this fight, so. Uh, Andrade was getting lit up on the feet and then all of a sudden just like rushed the girl and threw in an arm triangle and like, I'm like one, like a standing, it was the first ever fight in the history of the UFC that ended by standing arm triangle. Yeah, that was, it was pretty wild. He, she got her good too. And that Lemosh, man, I, I gotta say, I was, that girl could throw hands, boy. She was, when she lets them go, woo, you better watch out. I yeah. was actually like, I was because I, I was firmly uh, thinking Andrade was just going to kill her. And then Lemos came out, and I mean, she, I, I really, I was like, oh, shit. She was lighting her up. But then, yeah, she managed to get her in the clinch. And then, I mean, uh, her, she used pure strength to, to just submit her standing. That was crazy to watch. Uh, Clay Guida lost. Um, he, he fought a guy who's a stud. This guy, uh, Claudio Puelas. Yeah, Puelas, yeah. I mean, this dude, uh, Sean, are you, are, you, are you with us? I'm still here, yeah. I was trying to mess with my internet connection, but go ahead. So he, he just um, he just got dominated. The guy just went from, like, transition, submission. To, I mean, dude is really, really good. Dude, those uh, leg submissions, though, they remind you of when, what's his name, would do the rolling leg attack? Yeah. Okay, uh, right, and right you're, right like, you're like, whoa, I, I haven't. I haven't seen this before. Now, again, much like that, though, people learn to look out for that and defend it. I'm wondering how long he gets to do these leg attacks, but the speed at which he did it, I, I, I gotta say, I've never seen anything. I was like, oh, what did, what did I had to roll it back? I had watched it a few times, watched it in slow-mo. It was impressive as hell, man. So you gotta see this guy's face, Sean. This guy, Tate. Look at this guy's face when he hit when when uh, when getting smack watch. <laughs> he's like what okay <laughs> he's like what did it get one of the funniest things like just he's sitting there like oh god come on man he's like okay guys <laughs> yeah he's like boy that's some white boy shit right there yeah, like, he's like, man, maybe you should have slapped him in the knees woken those up. <laughs> oh man yeah no it was uh that getting slapped was that clay guida yeah, that yeah. was big. Yeah, yeah. His brother every time hits him for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah. His brother's a genius. I just didn't recognize him with hair. His brother's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I, love brother, you, I know what you really think of him, too. That's why that's so funny. His brother, back in the day, I put his Ultimate Fighter picture. This is before I was a little bit famous. I put it on the underground. And I said, like, uh, getting kicked off the Ultimate Fighter, even like so easy, even a caveman could do it. You oh. put a picture. <laughs> And then he got real upset about it. But yeah, he's he missed, a, did he like miss weight by like 40 pounds, right? For the show. Uh, well, no, he only missed it by one pound and he couldn't cut one more pound. And like, I don't know who can't cut one more pound given the time, but he, uh, he was calling commissioner doc. He's like, come on doc. And he's like, I'm not a doctor. Like he just kept saying it to him over again. And he thought the, uh, he thought the rules were going to be special for him. Cause he was a Guido. Like he kept saying, come on doc, I can cut one more pound, but like it, uh, he yeah, knew like, like Three months before he's on that show, he knew he had to weigh 206. You know, that's like, the thing. I mean, one pound when you're like 112 pounds is a lot. I don't get me wrong. Right. When you're 205, you can cut a pound. You know, you're that, that yeah. pound is it, going to come off. Um, he could have cut his hair off and made, a, or lost it slowly like his brother. Um, <laughs> and uh, either way, he could have made the pound. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Clay was on like a, a little tear and he was looking really good. I, I don't think he looked bad or this other guy's just special. Like he fought a special fighter. Um, and that's what the UFC does. They'll put a guy who they think is going to be like the next big thing or could be the next big thing against a guy like Clay Guida. A lot of times it goes the, the other way. We're like, okay. But this time it, you're like, wow. People are like, who the fuck is this guy? He went from transition, submission to submission to submission, like flawlessly. Like you would do, like you would see someone doing like a class, like the, the teacher would just go like that. Like he did that like live on Clay Guida. So uh, it was I really because he trains with his brother and his brother's obviously special so. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude it was it was it was so obviously a stepping stone fight like it was like here's this young stud 
And here's this old guy who's still fighting for some reason. But a lot of times the old guy wins in those fights. Uh, like, I'm gonna, yeah, sometimes and they do. They usually do unmask young dudes that, for their weaknesses. But this just this guy, this guy showed that people just don't haven't seen what this guy does with those leg locks yet. Right. I've never seen yeah. anything like that leg lock. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, and it's so fast. Yeah, it's like I, I was like I was pretty excited when I saw like when Cub Swanson beat Chrome Gracie. Remember that? Like they were all about Crow and Gracie. And uh, and when, when Cub just took him to school, I was so happy because I, I like it when it doesn't work out. When like when like the old guy seems to it's been happening a lot with like Arlovsky's been doing it to people, people. that, yeah. like, And then there's somebody else that does that to people who um, recently became kind of like the gatekeeper. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was somebody at one uh, one seventy that he was like, all right, keep bringing these guys because I'm just going to keep doing this. Forgot who, who it was. It was somebody recently that was like. I, I, I can't remember who you're talking about, but I do remember that. Um, he actually said that, I think, in the interview that they were trying, insinuated they were trying to make him, you know, as a stepping stone and he was going to keep beating him. Was I it Sanchez? No. Who, Diego? Yeah. No, no. I think it was, I mean, it was Derek Brunson for a second, but then all of a sudden, like, Derek Brunson became, like, they were like, oh, shit, this guy's really good. He was the guy for a second. Um, but then it was somebody else that like was doing that, which just kept beating the old guys. Um, all right. And then, uh, maybe it was like Jim Miller. Was it Jim Miller? So somebody like, like that. Uh, and then Charles, and then, uh, who else? The Beverly Hills Ninja. Jordan oh Ryan. my God, dude. That was the classic example of somebody like just learning a new skill and they're not good at it yet, but they want to use it all the time and get beat. So this other guy, Mark Andre Barout, he basically, Jordan Wright is known for karate. So he, of course he goes for like a double leg and he gets guillotined and the other guy stands up like, that's not how I wanted to win, but fuck it. Like he was yeah. almost like this. You could tell he was like annoyed by that's how he, by him winning like that, which was kind of funny, but it was like, oh man, um, Jordan Wright, you know, I'm not sure he's ready for this kind of competition because it just seems like, you know, he's got a great gimmick, the Beverly Hills Ninja. But it just seems like he's just been getting put out pretty quick. Um, the uh, well, I mean, he, you can't use a new tool that you just not haven't mastered. I mean, he kept putting his throat in, and we saw this with Bubba. They kept putting his throat in arm's length. They're even saying it on the sidelines, going, "He's leaving out." Okay, he got it out, but it's still in danger. Oh, bounce back in. Like yeah. it's like he had no idea how to protect his neck, and so he was like, "Okay, if you're gonna put it back in, I'm gonna crank the shit out of it." Like right, it's exactly it was. It, he just he just put him. He put himself in that position. That dumbass. Uh, and then uh, Sergei Kondalko against Dwight Grant. That was the fight of the night. Uh, that was just a back and forth war, Sean. Like they both got dropped in the first. Uh, and then the second, Sergei won, but it was like one of those things. Just a great fight. Don Fry yeah. on the show. Might be by accident. Don, how are you, man? He butt dialed the show. He might have. Yeah. So, uh, Tyson Pedro won. I guess he, he hadn't fought in three years. But he was really good. He beat this guy, Ike Villanueva, who was crying on the way to the octagon. He was so happy and emotional. Oh, yeah. He just got his ass kicked. I, I've seen this a couple times. I don't think crying on the way to the octagon is the way to go. It never seems to work out uh, for the guy. Yeah, crying. it does. Two places it doesn't work out. Uh, uh, the octagon and the bedroom. It's just, it's never going to end well. <laughs> like, come on, give it to me. Bad omen. Sean, yeah. you, ever, you ever fought a guy that was crying while he was before he fought you? Uh, no, I did have a guy ask me one time if I was gonna really try to hurt him, and uh, he's like, "Are you gonna like, really try to hurt me?" And I was like, "Dude, it's a fight." And he's like, "Well, they tricked me into taking this. It's my first pro fight." He said, I, "I'm not even a fighter. I'm not even trained. These guys tricked me into taking this." And I was just like, my heart sunk. And then I punched him in the face hard when we got out there because I was thinking, if I lose to this guy, it's so embarrassing. But I felt uh, I felt terrible about that. Absolutely terrible. Don, you ever have a guy cry in the way of the octagon? No, I don't think so. Um, I had a couple pee on the way to the octagon, you know. <laughs> but, um, that would have been me. That's what I would have done. Um, I mean, the guy's a tough guy. Don't get me wrong. And, like, he loves his kids, and he was like, super happy to be back in the octagon. But it just seemed like he was just too emotional. Like, you got to be relaxed in there, right? Right. You know? Yeah, but that's also, you know, you can't be too relaxed. That was one of the problems at the end of my career. I was 
too relaxed. Of course, I was drugged up, you know, so I didn't, <laughs> you know, wasn't real, real worried about anything, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. How many, what's the most drugs you ever did before a fight? Uh, probably three bikes, you know, a thousand milligram bikes. Wow. Uh, uh, For me, it was probably an eight ball of Coke and, uh, <laughs> uh Sean, how, how, one time I had a glass of wine before the, with the, with the drugs too, you know, so I Sean, how powerful is 3000 Vicodins before a fight? Oh, they don't come in thousand milligram. I mean, he must've meant 10 milligram. Um, but, uh, if yeah, it's hydro- yeah, hydrocodone's less powerful than oxycodone, but they're both very similar, but that's, yeah, that's enough to, to have you not really caring if you win or lose. So. Fuck. Um, and then uh, there was a couple other fights that went on. Uh, oh, Mike Jackson was one of the funniest things I've, I've seen. Um, so Mike Jackson's a guy they basically brought in to fight CM Punk. They were looking for a guy that CM Punk could, could like potentially, you know, beat or at least be, you know, because he was 0-1. He had no amateur background. So they got another guy that was 0-1, right? And Mike Jackson was ended up beating up CM Punk but they did a way where he said he wanted to like punish him. So he didn't finish the fight. He kind of made like a mockery. They got booed out of the thing, both of them. And then Dana White was like pissed at him because he was like, dude, this you're wasting everyone's time. And he's like, I want to teach him a lesson. Then he tested positive for weed and it didn't even count or something. It was like a no contest, right? So I guess when he fought CM Punk, he had like a three fight contract with the UFC. And I guess part of the contract was like, they can't cut you after a win. That's what, um, what's the name told me? Sean Shelby told me that like, they, they, they can't cut you after you win. Like, it's in the contract. So they technically had to have him have another fight. So now here he is, six years later. <laughs> what? He fought again in the UFC? Yeah, he yeah. fought again over the, over the weekend. He was the, so it was the first fight, right? So that they, they announced him as 0-1-1, and right? 0-1 in, like, no contest. And he fights a guy, I think the guy was from, uh, I think he was from Ireland. Dude, so okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go any further, I'm looking at the odds on this fight going into it. And before the fight, oh. Mike Jackson was plus 700, and the guy he was fighting was minus 1125. Yeah, okay, the go guy, ahead. The guy, the guy's a real fighter. So, within the first minute of the fight, for some reason, the guy claws Mike's eyes out like two eye rokes, <laughs> and then and then he kicks him in the dick. Right. So then <laughs> he's been trying to survival, it sounds like. So uh, so they had they actually had it, they actually had it mic'd. So I'll play the, the thing for you, right? So so then you hear Mike complaining. Cut the mic. Yeah, I mean cut the mic. Okay, right here, hold on. You can you can actually hear him, right? So he can sit the spin low blow. No coaching, guys. Oh my god! Good connection. Oh fuck! Oh! Ah! That motherfucker! Oh! This shot, fucking dude. Oh! Take your time. Cut the mic. He cut the mic. I don't know. He closed the mic on the cage. I mean, there's a microphone in there. So, and I'm not. So now he got the win. So, so he got the win. Uh, yeah, the DQ. He got the win by disqualification. So, and, so that now has twice as many wins in the UFC as I do. That's what <laughs> well, hell, I mean, you win by DQ, you'd be the champion of a certain way. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly right. So now he has to fight again, and people hate this guy. Like for some reason, like like they should get made at CM Punk for uh, for this. He's the one the, responsible for this because like, he never would have made the UFC. That's why uh, the UFC is mad at that guy for making a mockery of the sport as they matched him with CM Punk. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, the hypocrisy is a little thick. No, but not even him. Like it seemed like the fans hate him too. Like like the, everyone hates Mike Jackson for some reason. Uh, but he but he. What was it? His music. Oh. Yeah, his music. Yeah, because like, of his music and the kid touching. So, the, so, the, and then this is him. This is him leaving. I'll show you. This is him leaving the actual thing. He he, he actually tells everybody what happened. Hold on. Here we go. Here it goes. Here it goes. So here we go. Here we go. He goes right here. 
So he yells out, they, he kicked him in my dick and tells the cat, like we all saw that he kicked him in his dick. But so, yeah, so Mike Jackson is now my favorite. I, I, he's my new favorite fighter. It's like, Would it be amazing if he a lucky punch and won again next? He just went like on a streak where Mike Jackson just keeps winning. UFC can't cut him. Dude, I can't wait till they release Mike Jackson's greatest hits. That's going to be spectacular listen we gotta we gotta get him on the show oh, oh he, he's available uh he happens to be a real nice guy i mean he's a nice guy he he, he got what's the name got mad at him uh pat uh militich because i guess pat militich cornered him and then pat militich went to the capitol rally and made like an okay sign and mike jackson posted it and said that, that was the white supremacist i don't know they they, they they have a thing but uh but but mike jackson he's the guy that lost a fight went back to like the press row to record the fight afterwards he was working with some website like this dude's got, <laughs> he's got some he's got some issues but yeah so uh so that was uh the ufc over the weekend what's up people football might be over for the season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage, and it's the best in the business, okay? From sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Um, I mean, I'm Don. So Oh, now you just, I guess, sound like the greatest you see. At least of uh, your sound's a little rough, Sean. Something's wrong with your song, right? Greg, is it? Um, so, uh, all right, what else happened? Uh, so, like I said, Tyson Fury won over the weekend. Uh, he fight, uh, I thought it was Dylan White. It's like Dillion White, which, which, by the way, I like ended up watching it, and I watched the uh, British broadcast of it, and it's the, it was the funniest thing because they were, like, doing kind of, like, low blows, and they were hitting after the break, and the, the audience was like, the, the, two, the two commenters were like, oh, they're being naughty. They're being naughty boys right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're being naughty. I was like, I was dying. Um, but so he won his fight. He said he's retired from boxing. For some reason, Nganu entered the boxing ring. They threw Nganu down. And now he wants to fight Nganu in a boxing match with small gloves. Uh, with UFC gloves, with MMA gloves, which I don't think this is going to go well for Nganu. He's, you know, Tyson Fury is the best boxer in the world by far. People are saying maybe the best of all time. Nah, but I, I hate the way they just love going around dropping that on everybody. <laughs> and it's like, he's not even close to the greatest of all time. No, I think Ali would have beaten him. I think yeah, Ali, Tyson, Larry Holmes. I mean, Lennox Lewis. You know, yeah. J, uh, George Foreman, Frazier. There's a long list of great heavyweights that with much better technique, with much better, with also much better opponents. This guy's playing at the weakest era in the history of boxing. You know, who's he yeah. fighting? It's one chump after the next. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, he's fighting Deontay Wilder, but Wilder's not really a boxer. He's like an athlete who became good at boxing. Um, but yeah, so anyway. I still think he destroys Nganu. Um, I don't think the UFC will let that happen. Although maybe if they cross promote it, like they did with uh, what's his name with uh, Conor McGregor and uh, but man, this is going to be another thing where a an MMA guy gets beat by a boxer, and we have to hear boxing fans rub it in our faces and say, "Oh, this is what happens." Blah 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 blah. But at the same time, why wouldn't Nganu want to collect twenty million dollars? No, absolutely. You just said it right there, buddy. Exactly. Uh, what do you think happens in this fight, Don Fry? Um, 
I would say Ngannou, sorry about that. Unfortunately, Ngannou gets knocked out, but I think Fury might break his hand because he's not used to the um, lightness of the gloves and boxers hit so much harder than MMA guys because, you know, in boxing, you got to sit down on the punch, you know, and in mm. MMA, you're not sitting down on the punch because you're trying to stay fluid in case there's another move comes your way, you know. Um, so it's like checkers versus chess. And, um, you know, with boxing, you mean the checkers, obviously. And uh, so you've always got to, when you're, you're doing the chess game, you've always got to look out for, you know, 50 different moves coming your direction rather than just uh, the straight on or the, the diagonal uh, hop, you know. So it's, it's completely different now, but Ngannou will get beat just because of Fury's power, but I think Fury will end up breaking his hand on Ngannou's head. So uh, what we talk about, Sean, so after the Tyson Fury fight, they Ngannou showed up. He was there. Right. Brought him into, into yeah. the ring, and they said they're, they're going to do a fight with MMA gloves. Um, what do you think happens in this fight? Is that the only rule difference, just boxing, but with MMA gloves? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it'll change a little bit. I think you saw when uh, Artem fought that guy, uh, Paulie, Paulie, that it's not, uh, it doesn't transition as well as guys think it does, you know, wearing MMA gloves because you can't catch punches as well. You can't cover up as well with them. Um, obviously, he's still a uh, better technique striker than uh, Nganu, but man, Nganu hits so hard, man. If he connects, I don't care who he's hitting, if he connects, they're going out. So uh, he he will literally have a puncher's chance, man. Um, if he can, if he connects, he'll knock him out. But I would guess he would probably get pieced up pretty good. Is there any way you think Dana would let this happen? No. God, yeah, I wouldn't think so, man. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, even if he, I mean, he let Connor happen versus Mayweather. Yeah, but Connor was kind of like you know outside at that point. He wasn't fighting very often. He was he really wasn't defending a title. I mean, he was just. Wasn't he more of the, I mean, he was kind of already, you know, know out it, there. It wasn't that. I, I think that also Connor is a better salesman. But I do wonder, I know that Nganu has a really good agent. Like he's really, he's with like some really, some like some, 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 some good, some, some, some sharks out there. I wonder if they're like, I don't know. I mean, because even if Tyson Fury wins, which he probably should win. I mean, he will win. Is it, does it look that bad for MMA guys that he, yeah, but. I mean, I think, well, I mean, he's not going to have much of a choice, I don't think. I think, uh, I think Ngannou's a free agent after January 1st, regardless. So it I, may happen, but not while he's under contract with UFC. Yeah. I, I think the obvious fight is, is Fury versus Jake Paul. I think that's <laughs> – no, and I mean that. I would love – Jake Paul, you would fight him. There you go. Now you got a matchup. There you sell him, $100 million, you know, the whole thing, and the world finally gets to see what you're made of. Imagine he knocks out Tyson Fury, Jake Paul, like one punch in, and then it's like you can start over. I think he I think he does all uppercuts just to keep him on his feet for a round. <laughs> I think we the fight we all really want to see is uh, Jake Paul in the UFC against Mike Jackson. So that's the fight we really need to see. <laughs> finally, so. finally. Uh, so also Bellator. You watch Bellator the weekend, Greg? I don't think so. Uh, you, you <laughs> okay, well, so uh, a little quick. Um, Liz Carmouche fought uh, Velasquez, who was their champion, undefeated champion. Velasquez won the first, I think the first round was even, but one second and third was on her way to winning. Like, I think I had her three rounds up. And then Carmouche gets her in a, uh, a crucifix position and starts landing shots. Landed like 15 shots, 20 shots, and the ref stopped it. And it was like the weirdest stoppage because it was like 10 seconds left in the fight. I mean, in like the round. And the girl got up like, what are you doing? The punches weren't like, didn't seem like they were that hard, but she did have her trapped. But man, controversial decision. I thought it was a terrible stoppage. Uh, but now she's, Carmouche is a champion, which, which is great. She's a, a, a Marine and she's been around and she's, she's a nice person and yada, yada. But man, that was weird. That was really, really weird. Uh, also, Cyborg won uh, against this girl in Hawaii who, toughest girl ever. The whole time she's getting punched in the face, getting rocked. And then pointing to the middle of the, the thing going, punch me, come on, keep going. It's basically like, just got the shit beaten out of her. But And then Justine Kish, uh, who lost three in a row. She's a girl that 
pooped in the octagon by accident. Um, she won. <laughs> she beat the number one ranked girl, Alina McFarlane, who was like their champion. So well, she can beat number one. It's number two. She has a problem. Good point. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my and then, god. Uh, uh, yeah, and then what else happened over, over the weekend? Uh, Yancey won in Bellator, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Yancey Medeiros won. The Monkey God won in one FC. In uh, the PFL, which um, they make Bellator look like they promote their fights. I mean, PFL has no promotion. I don't really understand, but uh, I felt bad because Jeremy Stevens fought this guy, um, Clay Collard, and he fought one of these guys. I don't know if you ever had a guy like this, Don or Sean where he hit him with his best shots and the guy just stood there. Uh, and Clay Collard won. It was a great fight. But man, if I'm Jeremy Stevens, I'm like, what the fuck's this guy made of? You ever have that, show where you hit a guy as hard as you can? The guy. Uh, yeah, I fought, uh, I fought a guy, John Ivey, who's kind of got like a cult following. I punched him. I think the final punch count was like 316 to one. Like he hit me one time and I literally hit him 300 and something times to the point where both of my thumbs were broken and hurting. My hands were both fractured and he wouldn't quit like he just kept like he laid up in the fetal position just taking it i was big the rest to stop it pretending like i felt bad for him but really i was feeling bad hands yeah and uh, i was gassed <laughs> out like i got like I, I didn't have anything left i kept like come on man you gotta stop it but uh, he was gonna be stopping it for me not for him don what about you you ever have a guy you hit as hard as you could just didn't go anywhere <laughs> Yeah, Takiyama. Yeah. Punching that guy. Punching that guy is going, what the hell keeps this guy up? You know, I was I was I was looking for a tag trying to get out of there, you know. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was the best fight of all time. But yeah, but that's what happened with Stevens. He hit this dude and this guy collared beat him. It was a good fight though. It was a close fight, but I think a lot of these guys go to the PFL thinking, you know, I fought the best guys in the world. These guys aren't at my level and the other guys are hungry and they're fighting, yeah. for, they're fighting for a million dollars. Um, I know uh, Bubba Jenkins is fighting this weekend. He Long sure Island. is. That's the one I'll be tuning into. Uh, Lance Palmer is taking on Chris Wade. Um, and then uh, in the UFC this week, Marlon Vera, he's a guy that, uh, you know, awesome fighter. He's a guy that beat what's uh, Sean um, O'Malley. Uh, he's fighting Rob huh. Font. That should be a good fight. This guy Romanov, who's undefeated from Moldova. He's fighting Chase Sherman. Uh, Gina Danger is fighting a girl named the, the Shanimal. Um, and uh, Arlovsky is fighting Jake Collier. Jake I had on the podcast. He's a guy that uh, I was like, oh, do you still hunt for your food? I was kidding. But he's like, no. But he used to basically eat squirrels and uh, eat. He used to hunt for his stuff in the backyard, like beaver and this and that. And uh, he trains in his like shack. He didn't start fighting like 22, 23, he was at a wedding. Somebody was like, you should do jujitsu. You'll like lose some weight. Now he's one of the best guys in the UFC. Yeah. And, he, and he's still training. That's, what, that's like, what I always tell people at weddings I go to. You should do jujitsu. You'll lose some weight. Listen, I tried it. I almost died. So <laughs> he, said he, he said he showed up and it was like. I would have lost all like a, the weight. He said something I had like a wrestling mat underneath a tree house. And it was just him and him. And, and then next thing I know, he went to a better gym. He went eight no with like no technique. And now he trains in some like garage slash hut in the middle of Missouri. And he's fighting. Which is still an upgrade. It's you know, a lot of stories from a mat under a treehouse. But I was about to say, a lot of stories start with a mat under a treehouse, but very few of them have happy endings. <laughs> um, and then Jared Gordon, he's the guy that overdosed like a bunch of times on like pills and heroin and this and that. And then after one of his fights, he was like put on painkillers because and then it was like they got him back on drugs. He's a good dude, though. A great guy. He's 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 awesome. He's fighting Grant Dawson. He used to be a, a chef in, a, in an old folks home. Uh, he's also a really good fighter. Uh, and then Darren Elkins is fighting. Uh, Andre Feely is fighting. Uh, he's he was on house arrest in high school. He had like an ankle bracelet. Um, and then uh, Gerald Mearshart's on the car, too, who used to be in the uh, the uh, band in college. Sure. He, he played the uh, the uh, the uh, trumpet. So uh, he's fighting Jocko. <laughs> Adam has the most well, interesting uh, anecdotes about fighters. Like it's, <laughs> he was actually two-timed by his girlfriend at prom. Like, he was like, exactly. He never got first chair, and that's what drove him into fighting. He wanted to, uh, you know, prove them all wrong and banned. So, have you guys followed this whole Benzino thing? You know who Benzino is? No. 
All right. So Benzino was a guy. He was a rapper, and he used to work at like the 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 uh, source. Remember the the source magazine? Mm-hmm. So he used sure. to get, he he would like rate the he would rate the rappers, right? He would give you one mic or two mic, and so he gave like Eminem like 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 three mics out of five or two, like some shitty review, and then he gave himself five mics, like and, and he wasn't that good of a rapper, right? So he ended up getting fired from the source. And him, him and Eminem got in this big rap feud, right? Like, and Eminem destroyed Benzino, right? So anyway, cut to like, this is like 20 years later. Benzino was on Love and Hip Hop. He has a daughter who's a rapper. And I guess he like, he got, he got arrested. He's been arrested. He, he's like 50 something on like roids. Like he's jacked out of his mind. And yeah. uh, there's a video of him getting arrested recently. Uh, and then he was with some transgender or he was talking to a transgender on like FaceTime. He was arrested for like, showed up to his girlfriend's house. And she was hooking up with some guy and he, and he punched the guy's truck. And then the, they called the cops on him and he was crying. And then he ended up like talking to some transgender, but which was just fine. But then Fiddy sense him making fun of him, like posting videos of him talking to the transgender and talking to him. Thing. So anyways, they've been going back and forth. He challenged Fiddy Sense to a boxing match and celebrity boxing. Fiddy Sense not going to do it, but Aaron Carter has accepted. So Benzino is fighting Aaron Carter uh and uh, caitlin jenner is doing like uh the commentary for it as well as rashad evans um so this is <laughs> better and better fuck this is like, saying, you know, this is, this is top line I don't know. <laughs> uh as well as flavor flav here let me see if i can find the uh i love the, the people oh, that yeah, cast- icing on the cake right there fucking hey <laughs> Dude, the people that cast That's Big awesome. Brother are like, geez, where did they find these guys? So here's a video of him getting arrested. Hold on. So here's a video of him getting arrested last week. Uh, and then 50 Cent posted this on uh, on his Instagram. He's just been killing this dude, Benzino. At one point, this guy was like a, a big, like he was a very successful hip hop guy, but it's been kind of rough for him uh, as of late. So I'll show you. Well, as it is. Danny, yeah. <laughs> Usually, when you're dating a cranny and buying Aaron Carter for money, things are going well. I didn't do that to the truck, yo. That's how you you snitched on me. I can't believe you out there. As much as I've done for you, as much as I've done for you, I can't fucking believe you. Come on, be done with me. I can't believe you. Come on, yo. Come on, come on, man. You ain't gonna try to get to all a black lives matter, yo. All right, This is finally gets political. <laughs> really doing a lot for the cause right there. I was waiting for it to get political and it happened. <laughs> so um, Aaron Carter has accepted the fight um, against uh, Ben Zemo. Aaron Carter. Uh, Aaron Carter was, he's the younger brother of one of the Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter, who's, uh, he just fought Lamar Odom. And uh, he's like a hundred. Let's be honest, he did pretty well for a crackhead against Lamar Odom. Like yeah, for a guy who weighs 105 pounds, he did pretty well. He really did. He, yeah. He, he showed heart. He did show heart. Uh, I still think Benzino's going to kill him though. Um, but <laughs> who knows? Benzino's in, in his like fifties. So this is, uh, right. th- this, this is what's going on right now in celebrity boxing news. Uh, Rashad, but meanwhile, Rashad Evans, by the way, uh, is on the poster, right? He was on the flyer. And so was Caitlyn Jenner. I look, look, look like they were fighting. Right. So All I right. put like, I put like good luck to Rashad and his fight against Caitlin, right? And posted it. And like all these people started commenting, like like King Mo was like, I got Caitlin in two rounds. <laughs> uh, so the brother turned on the other brother, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh but yeah, so that's bad. That's bad, you know. But you, know, you think about the what's that? Would would Bruce Jenner be the? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just to say, would Bruce Jenner be the greatest athlete to ever cross over to MMA? If you think about it, like that's is did he? Was he the greatest athlete in the world in the seventies? Um, Absolutely, he was without question. So yeah, yeah. seventy six, uh, right? So yeah, Aaron. Oh Car- I, I don't know. Aaron, so Aaron Carter says he's he. Uh, his first album he bought was Fifty Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. So he's. He's dedicating the fight to um, to Fifty Cent. This, this <laughs> to, he's dedicating the fight to dying trying. I think. I was going to say. I was going to say. <laughs> he's, uh, at least he's still trying. You know. All right. 
<laughs> well, they both have a song about candy, right? His big song was like, I want candy. And then the candy shop. Uh, have you guys been watching the, the uh, Johnny Depp trial at all? <laughs> yes. How, how my, my girlfriend got me into it. I wasn't going to watch a minute of it. But when he was describing her poop and how he knew it wasn't a dog's poop, in his bed that was one of the greatest moments i've ever seen on tv it was man it was funny dude he's like he's coming across pretty likable i gotta say like i, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's gonna win the hundred million dollar defamation case against him but uh here are some funny moments from the johnny depp trial in case you guys greg have you seen any, any of this a little bit just little bits here and there like some of the audio and when she she like filmed him like being pissed and whatever and so yeah, so, so we'll look, a compilation together. I'll show you guys some of it. Which, by the way, in the video that like she just he was so, slamming like like cupboards because he was mad, and I'm like, eh, that's not that bad. No. You texted Paul Bettany, correct? Again. Okay. So she, you, you, the Boston flight. You were drinking pretty heavily. Were you there? <laughs> Mr. Depp, with with respect, uh, trying to respect the court's time and the jury's time, that was not my question. My question was simply, you would agree, you would agree, you would agree that on... So, yeah, it gets better, huh? Let's pull up Exhibit 500. 500? 500. That's Exhibit 500. I'd like to see who I lied to. Sometimes drink whiskey in the mornings too, right? Isn't happy hour anytime? Did <laughs> <laughs> you, you carry cocaine in that box? No, but it looks like it would fit some cocaine. What do you gave uh, Marilyn Manson a pill uh, so that he would stop talking so much? <laughs> <laughs> did I read that right? You did. Did I read that correctly? You did. Okay. Did I read that right? Yes, you did. Did I read that right? You continue to read them right. Yes. And <laughs> right after you cut your finger off, that you, or right after, I won't give you anything to argue with me yet. Right after you sustained an injury to your finger, that you, right after you sustained an injury to your finger, <laughs> you poured yourself up. Um, a mega pint of red wine, correct? A mega pint. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna fast forward in time. Oh, like I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't. I can't know. tell what accent he's supposed to have. Like, I know he probably doesn't even know who he is at this point. I, like, I was gonna say, I don't think he knows what accent he's supposed yeah. to have. The it's one like he character caught- he never plays is himself. Dude, I mean, um, and then this was pretty funny. The one, this this one had me laughing out loud. I mean, th- this girl seems like a nut job. It seems like they were both kind of, uh, you know, they were both kind of in a toxic relationship. But it, it definitely, hello, can, 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 are you are you guys still here? Yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely wasn't as one sided as everyone. So you quickly. use that a lot when you're on stage, don't you? Yes, are exactly. You guys still here? <laughs> <laughs> Is this well, thing on? I can't see everybody. Hold on. Let me see if I'm sharing this. All right. Ready? And uh, here we go. Sorry about that. Boom. Share. Uh, right here. But a lot of people are taking, a lot of girls are taking Johnny Depp's side with this one. They're like, you know what? This girl's. Amber. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot bigger than Amber, correct? Physically. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, the stand, I would, would you agree with me? <laughs> Somebody put the curve. <laughs> You're a lot bigger. I wouldn't say that. Oh, God. I mean, this is like, this is becoming must see TV. What, what is, do, is he being sued? He's suing or he's in trouble? No, what so is going basically, on? like, what happened was, you know, she told the press that he beat her up. And he and it was and he tried to sue one of the the Daily Mail saying that ever happened. He didn't win that. He's suing her fifty million dollars for defamation and for him losing all these jobs. Like he lost all. Yeah, his, I think he's suing her for a hundred. I think she's no, suing he's, him no, for fifty. No, he's suing her fifty. She's counter suing for a hundred. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other so way. They're suing account. each other. Um, but it's I mean they have her on tape saying like I didn't 
I didn't, you know, punch you. I just hit you. I mean, they have her saying all this crazy shit or, you know, he's saying she chopped his, she threw a bottle at him and then his finger like basically fell off. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. And then he's saying she took a shit on his bed and then she blamed the dog. It just keeps going on and on and on. And he was trying to fix her and trying to help her. And, but there are a lot of videos of him being drunk, passed out. You know, she wouldn't give him his medicine when he needed it. It's a crazy situation. She must have a woman must, poops on your pillow that may, might drive you to drink. Like I would think, you know, like it's maybe she was a little bit of cause of it. She must be one hell of a fuck, though. I mean, because because uh, and then she was cheating on him, supposedly with Elon Musk. And then she and then Elon Musk, like this was trying to, like, freeze her embryos with Elon Musk or something or something happened with them. And they got it, this shit chick is fucking nuts. But also, I think she's an ex stripper. I, I don't know. It's just uh, Greg. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, listen, man, to talk, it's just funny that it's, you know, it's somehow become public record. I mean, it's from everything I've seen. I mean, yeah, it's a toxic relationship, but it doesn't seem like it's anything extraordinary, you know? Really? Yeah. I mean, people, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's every night, it's every uh, 30 night, the fry household. Back when I was married. I stay with you. What? I, I did that movie with Johnny Depp and he does not, he's a very nice guy. He does not have the bone structure to punch somebody without breaking his hand. Okay. So if he'd have punched her, he'd have, he'd have, he'd have busted his fucking hand and went to the fucking emergency room. Okay. So there's evidence right there. Uh, he never fucking punched that broad. <laughs> the defense rests. There it is. It has all the Listen, I just, if it all don't I think fit, is. Listen, I, 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 I'm never supposed to do cocaine again. But if Johnny Depp had some, I'd probably do it. <laughs> I've had, I've had girls that were like, I remember my my ex was like, every time I tried to break up with her, I'm like, you have to leave, you have to leave. She would be drunk. She'd be like, if you break up with me, I'm gonna kill myself, or I'm gonna get naked, run to the street, or just something. I'm like, you have to, you have to leave. The next day, I come home, there'd be lasagna made. Uh, she'd be like, before I leave, I just want to give you a blowjob. And then halfway through the blowjob, I'm like, all right, you can stay. We're good. You know, like it would happen like after the seventh time. Sometimes you like, you got to get yourself out of the situation that you're in. Um, you know, he should know. That's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how Bruce Buffer fixes all his relationships. <laughs> God. I, oh, boy. The, uh, I mean, Tiger Woods' wife attacked his car with a golf club. I mean, you know, she, shit goes yeah, crazy she sometimes. Times, though. She had 19 times like that we know of. There was 19 girls. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Depp looks like he just was getting like plastered too much. And, and she's like, yeah, all his friends were fat old guys. They were like Keith Richards, <laughs> like Alice Cooper, like all these rockers. Well, because he's a fat old guy. I mean, who'd you think you were marrying? I, mean, I don't yeah, know. I think, I think people forget he's also 68 years old. Like, just because he... Like dresses like the some sort of strange pirate. He's not still uh, on twenty one. Yeah. Is she gonna take the stand or no? God, I hope so. God, yeah, this is becoming. Sounds like I just think, better. yeah, I just think it's a toxic relationship. And now they got to air all their dirty laundry, and everyone's got to see it. And it's like, I don't know. It's it's entertaining, but I don't think it's anything extraordinary. I think this will help Johnny Depp, though. I do. I think he'll go back to making movies. Later. I think you're right about that. If anything, I think it does, and that's exactly why he did it. Because everyone was just, you know, believing whatever she said. And it cost him all these jobs, calling him a wife beater, you know, all these things. He, he lost, you know, he lost his likability, which is the one thing he really had was he was this likable guy. And now and now he might get that back. I think you're right. I think people might look at this and be like, oh, yeah, this is they're both crazy. Yeah. So, but what if you but what if she wins one hundred million dollars from they, he's done? Well, he ain't yeah, going to get it. Because he's he's broke, so you know what, what's going to bounce a fucking check on her. Yeah, crazy. Ah oh, man, now does this remind you at all, Sean, of like you in court? Oh gosh, man, I'll tell you what. If you could have seen me in court, it was so phenomenal. The whole thing, because I at that point did not care. Like I, like nothing, nothing they could say could rattle me. So the uh, the my ex wife's attorney was insinuating I was gay, and then I was insinuating she was homophobic for insinuating I was gay. Um, and it was, it was, dude, it was the funniest. It was the funniest. She was like, uh, why do you go to Purdue university to wrestle every week on your expenses? 
And I said, um, well, I go there to wrestle with their wrestling team. And she goes, oh, really? Do you like wrestling with little boys? And I just said, yes. Like, I just went ahead and went with it, you know? And she goes, so you like wrestling with men almost exclusively? And uh, she was like, uh, so that's like what you do in your free time? I said, is there something wrong with that? Like, I was like insinuating, oh you know, like, God. but she, she couldn't. It was so amazing. She asked me, like, I just kept saying yes to everything she would ask. She'd be like, have you ever cheated on your taxes before? I said, yes. And uh, she said, you have when? I said, in 2005, when my brother bought my business from me, he gave me $100,000 down. And I didn't report that on my taxes. That's what they were talking about. And she goes, really? I wonder if the IRS wants to would like that information. I said, actually, the statute of limitations on tax fraud is seven years. And it's been eight years ago. So it doesn't really matter what the IRS thinks, does it? Oh, come on. And uh, like I was, dude, I was lighting her up. It was awesome. Like it was the funniest. My lawyer told me afterward that I was the wrong business. And he either, I think I meant to either, I should I have been a stand-up comedy or a lawyer. I'm not sure which one he thought I should be, but I was, uh, he said, I have never seen anyone outsmart a lawyer who wasn't a lawyer, you know, like in court, you know, but it was, uh, I was dying laughing. It was the funniest thing ever. Uh, I couldn't remember. They asked me who I went to Japan with, uh, cause I taken my girlfriend at the time. And I said, it was my girlfriend. They said, what's her name? And as God is my witness, I couldn't remember her name. Like I couldn't, I, and on the stand, I couldn't remember her name. And I was like, uh, well, she's not my girlfriend anymore. She goes, what's her name? And I was like. She goes, can you not remember her name? And I was like, honestly, no, I can't, you know, or whatever like that. And it was like, it made me look great to the judge, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was hilarious, man. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I was like dying laughing when I left there. Don, did you have to go to court? Yeah, yeah. Fucking for fucking three years or four years. It was fucking ridiculous. What was that like? It was a clusterfuck. I mean, you, you know, you, you see how inept the court system is as a whole. And if we had the best court system on the planet, the rest of the fucking planet is fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You see, uh, uh, not only what a fraud, but how, uh, how dirty it all is, you know? Yeah. And then this was uh, for your divorce you're in court for? Okay. Hey, let me... I gotta go out. Um, I gotta go out to the gate. The gate right. man is there. Show me how to. I'll be back. I'll call you back in about fifteen minutes. We might be might be done by then. Say podcast might be over, but uh, uh, right. <laughs> it'll be nice to catch up. Find out. What what it'll be nice to catch up. Find out what happened with the gate guy. <laughs> I love that the dog actively told him the gate guy was there, and Don understood <laughs> it. The dog's like, rrr, rrr, and he's like, guys, the gate guy's here. You gotta go. You heard the dog. And you haven't heard, I don't know if you were listening, but you heard him respond to the dog like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go out and meet him. Like, like, he, he, him and that dog, he's simpatico, man. He was like, what's that syndrome? The gate man's here? Woof, woof. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I watched uh, some bare knuckle boxing over the weekend. There was a guy that was like, he came out there, he was like, Record of like one and zero or something. They're like, he likes. He said he likes getting hit in the face. <laughs> that was his like. Huh. That was his like thing. And Chris Lytle's pretty funny. He's like, well, he's, he's definitely in the right sport if you want. And of course, the guy lost because like he didn't like it. He didn't like it hit in the face. What I like, Adam, is that not only did you watch Tyson Fury's fight over the weekend, you watched Bellator, UFC, uh, PFL, PFL. And you still found time to watch bare knuckle boxing. Can I tell you, and I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, when do you have time for all these fights? I have nothing uh, to do. I'm airport. recuperating from a heart attack, and I didn't have time to watch. I, I only watched fights. a couple. I only watched like the prelims of some, like or, or like the main card, main <laughs> fight. Like I didn't watch all of them. I tried watching them all on the uh, like. You know, in the Uber on the way to, you know, whatever, on the way to the airport or something. Um, but yeah, by the way, like flying right now is a mess because no one knows if you have to wear a mask or not. So half the yeah. masks on, half the flight attendants do, half don't. <laughs> like it's like, dude. And then the person who picked me up in her Uber, I was we had had a, a a Tesla, which was like weird, right? Like a, an mm -hmm. Uber, given an Uber Tesla. Um, mm -hmm. Well, you get it. You're just wondering, like, wow, what went wrong in your life? <laughs> Looks like <laughs> things are going pretty good. Now they're pretty bad. Well, I guess this comic was telling me he, uh, you know, this guy Juan, you know, Julio Gonzalez or Juan. Sure, Gonzalez, sure, yeah. He came to my show to, to uh, just to watch, and he he has a Tesla, and he says that you know they drive themselves, but you have to keep your hands on them, well, so you can't like fall asleep, you know. But he said people are getting like cock rings or like dick clamps 
I'm putting them on that and then just going to bed and then getting into accidents. I'm like, yeah, first of all, like, why Wait. are you? <laughs> what does a cock ring have to do with driving? I'm so confused. I was saying, how do you get it on there? If <laughs> I mean, a cock ring, I'm pretty sure it's a closed circle. I don't know. No, no, like, so basically, so the steering wheel thinks it's a person holding it. And it's like a dick clamp or a cock ring. You put two on, that way you can go to bed. And just how big is that cock ring? How big a dick is that made for if it goes around a steering wheel? Like, what? Oh, my gosh. This is what Julio told me. <laughs> he told me he, that people are getting cock rings and putting it on the thing. I'm like, first of all, like, why would you go? You have to go to, like, a sex shop to buy a cock ring for your, for your car. And, and then <laughs> I, I wouldn't trust a car to drive itself. And then you get an accident and there's two cock rings on your fucking steering wheel. I mean, there's, yeah. there's all kinds of problems there. I, I wouldn't trust any car that wears a cock ring. Like, that would, <laughs> yeah, make, exactly. that would make me nervous. Let alone two of them. Gee, this right. car is a freak. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what else is going on in the MMA world? Yeah. So good luck to Bubba Jenkins this week. Get that. Yeah, movie. Bubba. That's on Thursday, though, right? It's on Thursday. I did. Dude, they came in like 130th place to PFL this week. It is Thursday. You're right. They never they never tell you when it is. And they it's just like is he back out. in the tournament or is this just a one-off? Yeah, no, it's back in the tournament for a million dollars. They keep giving away a million dollars to people. Uh which by the way, I did the one PFL fight I did watch this weekend was that Schultz versus yeah, yeah, like Barcier yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And and Schultz is like a two-time defending champion, which means he's won two million dollars. Yeah. And he got beat in a yeah. split decision. In what was it? And actually, I thought he won the fight. I was surprised that the split went the other way. But it was a good fight. The other kid was tagging him up pretty good too. It was a good fight. I, was, I was surprised though. They feel like you in a tournament for some reason. Like you, like you have to accumulate enough points. It's like everyone who fights gets in the tournament. <laughs> like, it's like the yeah, NBA yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every team makes fights. it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you see that guy for the Nets, Ben Simmons, that didn't play for playoffs? Like yeah. you know, that guy from Philly supposed to be this great player. And he sat out the whole playoffs. People were just fucking, you know, making fun of him. They're like, he said, he said he's going to come in and play for uh, in a uh, game eight. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> they just got, they got swept. And then, then like, who made that trade? I mean, they basically traded away the whole season. Yeah. You know, that- what's crazy is that they, he went from Philadelphia thinking like, or well, we're going to decipher that later. <laughs> that, uh, I think what he was trying to say was, yeah, was I think he was trying to say Philly's still in the, in the, in the playoffs and the Nets went on the four. I think that's what he Yeah, was. but then the Philly, Philly couldn't even put away Toronto. So, Not yet. And, Toron- and Toronto's coming on strong now. Toronto might actually come back in this tournament, which, by the way, that was the thing. Because uh, that's the one thing I have been watching is the NBA playoffs. Yeah. And why you would trade away a perfectly healthy all-star like uh what's his name the beard for Arden. a broken down guy who hasn't played a game in like a season and a half Ben Sim like I was like who approved this fucking trade like here yeah take our healthy all-star and we'll take the guy that's completely broken down and can't get in a game sounds great like that was fucking stupid me and my daughter go to this pizza place, Mulberry Street Pizza. They, t- they have like New York pizza. And, and we watch the basketball game, the playoffs. And I try to explain to her what a foul is, whatever. And I was like, which team do you want? She's like, oh, I want the white team to win in the white jersey. I'm like, why? She's like, well, white's the color of milk. <laughs> that sounds right. She's like three, right? She's three. That's, <laughs> yeah. Listen, if she had given in-depth analysis, I would have been like a little worried. Like, where was the team you so much about basketball? <laughs> if she'd be like, well, I mean, they're the team. They know how to, you know, get the ball down the court. They're unafraid to score in the paint. <laughs> Better team. Everybody on the team plays defense. You'd be like, uh, what were you in a previous life? Dude, sometimes though, she's smart. My wife's yelling me the other day. We're arguing. And, my, and, she, and I'm arguing back, of course. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, daddy, stop talking. She's tired. <laughs> Even she can tell what the real problem is. She goes, you're still talking. She's tired. Stop. I was like, oh, my God. Like, like. Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah. Women are. She's smarter uh, than everyone on this podcast. Everyone. Everyone. Uh, anyway, Greg, you're the best. Get healthy. Love uh, you, buddy. Getting you, better buddy. every day. I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Be good. <laughs>